I'm Nick Filardi. I'm Jason Thielbar. Welcome to the world's second finest podcast. Today, we're talking about Batman Adventures 21 that came out May 1994. Everyone in Batman's rogues gallery that could be misinterpreted as a furry shows up in this one. It's furries all the way down, Jason. What'd you think? What'd you think of this issue real quick? Uh, I, I, I didn't, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, you, you, you got, you kind of came out of nowhere with the furry thing. I, I'm, I'm just You're blindsided. By it. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, bl- I'm blindsided by that. The, <laughs> by the, by the furry accusation of, I mean, and don't get me, you know, no, no shade on, on, on furries, but just Absolutely like, not. Oh, dude. but they literally uh, prop up the artistic industry. They do. They pay. Yeah, they pay. Yes. And at least from what I've read in the Internet, they, you know, kick Nazis out of their groups. So like, hey, yeah, fuck you know, yeah. Bu- yeah, bully for you. Keep yeah. Nazis out. Um, But no, I, I, I loved it. I, that's, yeah. Did yeah, you just, I texted you that this issue coincides with a couple of episodes of Batman the Animated Series. Did you happen oh. to watch those? I did not. I'm it's okay. Still... We'll t- we'll talk about them when we get to the issue. But first, this is what's happening around the DCU. <laughs> uh, this month has the first appearance of Impulse in the Flash. Did you read any of those? Do you have any like connection to the Flash at all? Not not really. I I always like. I always liked the flash whenever I encountered him. Um, like I've said before, like I, I was never the biggest DC fan. Like I wasn't the yeah. kind of kid who like, like it was like, Oh, I'm only Marvel, but it just, a lot of the DC books didn't appeal to me right away. But anytime he was in books that I really liked, anytime I picked up old issues of like, uh, uh, justice league, like the Keith Geffen, uh, uh, JM DeMattis, uh, just, uh, justice society. Wait, was yeah. it run? Was it- like, yeah, I'm not sure which one it was. Justice League, yeah, or yeah. Justice Society. Anyway, yeah, but 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 regardless, like, but books like that, not that one specific. But you know, I I always yeah. liked him and thought he was funny. I do remember loving the TV show, the original yeah. uh, uh, TV show. You know, because it was That's just. Funny. So... I don't think I've seen any episodes of that. Is really? it like Mark? Is it like an old Mark, Mark 60s? Hamill was a villain on it? Oh, was he? Yeah, Man, yeah. I don't remember that yeah. at all. But I do remember about Impulse. I do remember it being the new hotness because it was uh, Humberto uh, Ramos, right? It was like one of his no, first. No, 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 like, no, no. So Impulse, well, his, well, when Impulse got his own title, it might have been Humberto Ramos. Uh, but okay, yeah, for, yeah, for this, uh, and this is what kind of made me be like, hey, maybe I should start reading the Flash because I haven't read any Flash stuff, like barely mm. at all. And, yeah, me. Uh, me, me I, but I always like when the flash shows up in like as a supporting role and stuff like it's always super fun. Yeah. But this was Mark Wade and uh, Mike Ringo who was drawing. They were Ooh. the regulars on the flash at the time. And so I was like, this might be might be pretty good. Oh, Mike Ringo. I, I flipped through the impulse issue. I flipped through the, the first appearance and it's like a lot of flashbacks and a lot of characters explaining things about like who impulse is and where he came from and what the actual issue is and blah, 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 blah. So it was like not really a fun read, but maybe in the context of the run, it works a little better. 
Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I might give, I might give the flash a little bit of my time in the future. Do you know what era they like first brought in the speed force thing? I have, you know, no idea. Jason taps into flash baby is what Uh, I am. Yeah. I just, I just feel like, I feel like this might've been around that time, or maybe it was a crisis thing. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Well, I'm, I'm sure one or both of us will look it up later and spend sure, two sure. hours on Wikipedia reading about it. <laughs> uh, also a Huntress miniseries starts, please care about the Huntress. Hey, anybody working for DC in, in marketing who, who might happen upon this podcast, why, why don't you hire Nick for a little freelance thing? Because I think please care about whatever is a good marketing campaign. Yeah. I'm going to start just, my, my, my Nick Flaherty imprint. Please yeah. care about <laughs> character. And they're all one shots. Yeah. Yeah. Where I'm just trying to make the case of like, please, please care about the Huntress. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. It's, you know what? Like fuck DC showcase. It's the new one is please care about. And then it'll just be, yeah. Every yeah. month Huntress, new character. cyborg, dead man, whatever. It, yeah, want you to care about them so much, please. We're asking uh, nicely. Let's, okay, let's get to the meat of <laughs> this, which is that there's also a Batman Punisher crossover called Lake of Fire by uh, Barry Kitson and written by Danny O'Neill. It's followed in October by a Punisher Batman crossover from Marvel by Chuck Dixon, John Romita Jr., and Klaus Janson. Uh, mm. Both look dope as hell. The first one, uh, so the second crossover the punisher batman one is bruce wayne is in the suit but in lake of fire the denny o'neill one it's john paul valley and punisher which i think is kind of like kind of a neat like pairing because they are a little bit similar in how they approach street level violence yeah yeah so i mean i I also kind hmm. of like the idea of maybe like you know, John Paul Valley not being the craziest dude in the room, like him being like, whoa, Punisher, let's tone it down a bit. Like, I, seems kind of fun. <laughs> I, I do. I do appreciate when writers really stick to uh, Frank Castle being no, he's a psychotic murderer. Yeah. What do you yeah. think he's going to do? Like, I've, I've never read really all of uh, Marvel's Civil War, but I do love that scene when like, uh, you know, the famous scene where Captain America was like, Frank, you you promised you wouldn't murder if you were on like our side, and he's yeah, just yeah. like, I, "Who? Why would you believe me? Right. What, what? In what world? Oh, man. Would you believe that you can trust me on that? I've always just murdered whoever I thought I I should. Man, like, that well, that one shot Punisher kills the Marvel universe. Oh, so much solid fun. gold, solid and so, gold, and so much fun. Like such a great like like over the top. Like Garth Ennis just like having being as over the top as he can with yeah. uh, uh, a Marvel. I'm sure there were plenty of things where the editors were like, no, nah, I can't do that. Nope. Can't do that either. <laughs> nope. All right. You know, you know what, Garth, we, we, we know Punisher kills people, but this is still a Marvel book. Okay. We need access to the email exchange that happened <laughs> oh. during oh, this yeah. time. Yeah. We got, we got to get release the yeah. emails. Yeah. We got, we got to see that those, those books, my, those sound pretty awesome is one of is the denny o'neill one on the dc app it isn't i think because it's a crossover oh. and there's rights yeah. involved you got to track it and, down in paper i looked because i wanted to read it because it sounds pretty well, freaking cool f- fucking john john romita jr being inked by klaus johnson i mean come on right like come yeah. on yeah 
can't can't ask yeah. for anything better. Oh. All right, let's <laughs> let's get into the crusade, Jason. Uh, we crusading, oh baby, we. This crusading. one's a, a little out of order from the uh, previous stuff that we've been doing because Batman five hundred eight, Shadow of the Bat twenty eight, and Detective Comics six seventy five all go in a specific order as we end the Night's Quest the Crusade. Yeah. Night Quest the Crusade continues in Batman 508, written by Doug Munch and penciled by Mike Manley. Jean-Paul Batman is on the hunt for Abattoir, hitting the streets in the Batmobile, checking every Abattoir-owned property from the list he got in the previous issue. Robin sneaks into the Batcave and thinks about the time he almost got choked out by Jean-Paul and hopes that doesn't awaken anything in him. He also kind of lumps Jean-Paul in with Hitler and Mussolini and then backs away from that comparison. It was real weird. (laughs) Robin finds an abandoned warehouse that avatars hold up in within minutes of doing actual detective work. Literally (laughs) minutes. Jean-Paul finally makes it to the warehouse after checking every other property the family holds because heck detective work when you could just brute force a solution. Jean-Paul toys with avatar, uh, pulling, putting others in danger as he runs into a working and staffed factory floor. Jean-Paul stops avatar from killing anyone and runs him up to a catwalk in the scuffle. Avatar goes over the railing, is hanging from a chain above a cauldron of liquid hot metal. He pleads with John Paul Batman for help out of the situation. Saint Dumas and his father Azrael start fighting in John Paul's brain again. Dumas wants John to uh, shoot his line and save Avatar. Azrael wants him to, quote, enfold him, angel of death, in your dark wings, shoot your blades and kill him, which sounds Totally rad. Let's just be honest about that. Jean-Paul, ever the impotent character, doesn't make either choice and instead is like, stop confusing me. I don't want to do anything. What a bitch. As Avatar falls to his death. Robin saw the whole thing. Not stoked about it. Oh, and Graham Etchison, who was held by the now deceased Avatar in that murder machine he built a while back, is like real dead at the end of the issue. He's so very dead. Jason, what do you think of Batman 508? Um I'll I I liked it only really be, I didn't really like the story all that much. I thought it was like hokey. I thought it was over the top. Sure. I, I thought it was like kind of um uh kind of a wimp move to like have uh Jean Paul Batman like quote unquote kill someone without killing someone and also making him like the worst like person to let die, but the art saved it. Mike Manley fucking killed it. It was a lot, yeah, a lot of the yeah. angles and pages really reminded me of like those, the, uh, the beautiful, like uh, old EC, like crime stories, you know, not the horror ones specifically, yeah, but like the straight Mike up just, like, crime stuff, you know, was that's yeah. Mike is like on his game with this issue yeah, totally. for sure. Like the last couple of issues that he's done, uh, I know he was off last last week, last month, yeah. quote unquote. Uh, but yeah, he just every issue, I feel like he's just having a good yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. And there. the story, and the story was, the story was fine, but it's just like some of the stuff was just like flat. I, you know, when I walked away from it, I was I was thinking about how your criticism of Azrael is like, why isn't he killing all the time? Like. 
<laughs> why isn't the second Robin turns around, he starts murdering people? Like, w- what's the deal? Like, wh- like we need to up the stakes in some capacity. Yeah. So when I read this, I thought of you and I was like, I wonder if Jason is satisfied by this no. murder. And it turns out you are not. It is a bloodless, cold well, murder of, of yeah, indifference. Well, because, because he didn't actually have to make a choice, number one. And, and number, yeah, and number right. two... Um, it, the, the stakes don't feel right. You know what I mean? Because you can easily, you can, you can excuse it too easily. You know what I mean? Like, because, uh, Arbiter is like an insane serial killer with like such a huge body count who constantly escapes from prison. And it's like, yeah. Oh, respect the rule of law, but also like, I don't know, maybe, maybe pick a better like candidate for that. Like maybe it would have been better if, if, uh, Jean-Paul Batman, like let a, just a street thug, like fall from a building. You know what I mean? Like maybe it was just like, sure. The guy, the the guy was just a person, more sympathetic character. Yeah. yeah, It's like, oh, he was just a purse snatcher. He didn't deserve to die or whatever, but like, you know, except for like the staunchest, like anti-death penalty person who like, I consider myself one of them. Like, you're not really going to find someone who's like, Oh well, like maybe it was wrong to kill him, but you- we we should let abattoir. Yeah, the- yeah, we should let abattoir live. He's only killed 30, 40 people. His entire family. He eats them too. No big deal. We should let him live, though. <laughs> but but so like yeah, that's why it just didn't. It it, it did. I'm like yeah, okay, fine. Like he did they, a. They kind of pulled the they kind of pulled the teeth out of yeah, the moment. Yeah, they 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 totally did. I think it would have been a bit better if um, you know, the, I mean, there's a few different avenues. I'm Monday. You know what? I'm not, I'm not going to get too far into it because I'll, I'm just Monday morning quarterbacking it, you know, which is which is far yeah, easier sure. to do than when you're writing it and you have editors in a larger corporation and a career that you want to like, you know, all, all, all sure, of this sure. shit. But like, that's that's kind of uh, how it, it felt to, to me. Are, are you satisfied with that? The the things- of, at least of the Arbiter arc of Night's Quest? Eh. Yeah. Yeah. Eh. yeah, it just felt I don't know, like on, on the one hand, I did like that. John Paul is kind of like escalating because he's he's uh, started to like toy with abattoir a little bit and and, you know, wasn't really like ca- he could have captured him immediately and instead is like, yeah, run, motherfucker. Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna get yeah. after you. Like, I kind of like that, that you can tell that he's escalating a little bit. But I thought that he would make a choice on that catwalk. Like if he made a choice, if Robin saw John Paul Valley like shoot the shurikens and like and like, yeah, like really him, force it. Yeah. Yeah, like really force yeah. it. Then I, I probably would have been all in on the issue. Or or the even the other way. If if attempt to save him and fail, like, and then like, you know, uh John Paul fails and then has that body on him and then he's like well you know i let one die and i feel pretty okay about it maybe i'm going to escalate you know like if it was like one or the other i would have been in but instead he's just like (sighs) but at the same time he's like always been an impotent character so it kind of fits with what his whole thing is. Yeah, I don't know. I like I go back and forth on it because like I I feel like the execution could have been delivered a little better, maybe. Well, I no, know. I think I think you really bring up a good point, like repeating the, you know, the 
the, the sort of the, the general like impotence of the character overall, I, I think that also like makes it uh, so uninteresting because like his struggle doesn't really feel like like the whole struggle they want to have with him of being like, oh, should I murder or should I not? Or should it, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like all, all this other stuff. It's like, well, yeah, he yeah. just sort of feels like generally power. He s- appears generally powerless outside of just beating up like, you know, fucking random muggers or some shit. So like, yeah, so, yeah, so it's yeah. not interesting, the system, you know, the, the brainwashed system is making the choices for him. And it's just like, he kind of steps back from all responsibility. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's no there's no consequence to it, you know, or there's not enough. One of, of the it. things one of the things that I thought was interesting that is kind of just like a footnote and then everybody moves on is by the end of this issue, he's like taking it real hard that like Avatar died. He's like got the Darth Vader no in like the Bat Cave and he like Yo, he's he's like beating himself up about it. Yeah. And then in the next issue in Shadow of the Bat 28, <laughs> he's like, you know what? No, I did the right thing. <laughs> you know? Fuck it. Murder is murder is cool, yeah. kids. I'm a cool guy. I, I yeah, yeah. I feel like he makes this like weird jump. And I don't know if that was just because you know Doug Munch was writing uh Batman 508. And he was like, well, I got to write the ending to this thing. Does he feel bad about it or not? And it was like not organized well. Yeah. You know, or or what? Before he passed the baton to Alan Grant. But like, I I thought it was a weird moment. And I was like, I was like, maybe this is Asriel being impotent and like not able to make a decision and then feeling bad about it before he's like has this kind of break where he's like. No, you know what? Everyone else is wrong. Yeah. I, like like this kind of like self-preservation mental gymnastics yeah. that he does. My, my, you know? my assumption from from the writer's slash editor's perspective was probably like, oh, well, we want to make it really clear that now um uh now Azriel is like completely round the bend and we want him to state that he's a set he's not gonna just go around murdering people, but he's essentially okay with letting them die. And don't worry, Bruce is going to come back soon. And and this is going to be yeah, Bruce's yeah, justification yeah. for like kicking the shit out of him because he's not the true Batman. And here's all the drama of it. And I, I think I think they're to, to me sure. that that's the yeah, because you're right. It was pretty quick of like of again, big ups to Mike Manley of like on the cliff, you know, like yeah so dramatic beautiful just freaking beautiful man um but yeah asriel asriel an impotent messy bitch yeah night quest continues in shadow of the bat 28 on stands with alan grant writing and brent blevins on pencils jean paul meditates on the fact he killed abattoir and you know what feels pretty good about it the police actually do not feel great about Jean-Paul letting Avatar die. They can't find Graham Etchison and are, aren't sure if he's alive or dead. They can't ask Avatar after all. He's long dead. Montoya spots a new lock on an old fence in the Sprang Mining Department factory Avatar was holed up in. She's good police. She and Bullock go in and find Graham Etchison's body. Commissioner gets the call about Graham and confronts Jean-Paul Batman, yelling, quote, you let Avatar die in the foundry, and because of that, Graham is dead. End quote. 
Jean-Paul takes a beat and responds, so what's your point? So a guy died who gives a heck and heck. All criminals should be dead. Gordon argues that that isn't his choice to make. We live in a society. Jean-Paul says Batman has always been outside of that society and he'll definitely kill again. Gordon takes a swing at him. Jean-Paul saves him from falling off the roof. Gordon smashes the bat signal in frustration. Jean-Paul beats on some goons because he's all like, me, a murderer? No, watch me jump through all these mental gymnastics. People should love me, but I'm out here murdering indiscriminately now. That's what I'm going to do, and then they'll kiss my feet. Gordon feels alone. Jean-Paul works on the suit to become the ultimate Batman. Jason, what did you think of Shadow of the Bat 28? Um, first off, you know, you, you've said recently you've been watching The Wire. You think Montoya's natural police? I think she is. I think she is. She's she's only been in like like a handful of issues at this point. Shortly before this podcast started was like her first appearance in the Batman books. And like she's out here. A, she's already made rank. She's a detective. And B, she's out here like catching details, like fine details. And like that's an old fence with a new lock and Bullock's just driving by. Yeah, you know, yeah, you think you think Montoya uh, m- makes more money uh, making dollhouses and stuff? You think? Uh... Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> That's a deep cut wire reference. <laughs> I, I honestly, I felt, I felt the same way of, about Shadow of the Bat as I did the 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 previous issue of wait, wait what? I just, uh, Batman, uh, five hundred seven was. Yeah. Uh, the the story was kind of the story was, I guess, a little bit better. I I liked seeing. I like seeing Gordon depressed. I I, I always like a. You like seeing Gordon well, just, depressed. Well, just, <laughs> it's 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 just a. I, I okay. When when Gordon's like, oh, you don't do that. Like we don't like blah blah blah, and like and Azrael is very right when he's like, Batman don't follow that shit. He's like, you're okay with Batman like kicking the shit out of somebody and violating their rights and like literally stringing them up and you're 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 fine with that oh but now now you draw a line now now it's like i wish that i wish we were exploring this space like 10 issues ago where it's like it's like okay what kind of vigilante vigilantes are we sanctioning and what are we condemning like who's a villain and who's not like because this gray area is like a fertile place to like explore like where these characters would come down on, you know, because I feel like even Bullock exists in this space, this gray area between like he's a hero, but he's kind of not. You yeah. know what I mean? Because he, he's rough around the edges. He'll do whatever it takes to get the job done. You know, he will like do illegal things to put someone behind bars. Yeah. And like, that's not far from Batman. And I, there was earlier in the run, Jean-Paul Valley is like, Gordon's telling him to, you know, make cases. Like you're not, you're beating up villains, but you're not making cases for yeah. me. And like, he tries to kind of make cases a little bit. It would have been fun to kind of just like live in that space a little bit where John Paul is like trying to make cases frustrated with it, decides to just start murdering, like, you know, and, and, Kind of be here for a little longer than a handful of yeah, pages. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know a, it's I mean? a much better. Um, 
it's a much more interesting conflict and it's a much more it would have been much more interesting too if it made gordon sort of question his entire relationship with batman right. and with like relying on him of like oh well wait and- a minute did i like did did I allow this to like, is this the, is this right. the natural end of allowing this sort of thing, you know? And, and trying to have Bruce come back and be like, I'm going to be Batman again and have Gordon be like, I don't know if I actually want this. Like it would be really interesting. I don't know if that happens yeah. or not, but like he, Gordon also has on his shoulder, his wife whispering in his ear who does not like Batman. And so it feels like they're kind of setting this up. I don't know if they are or not, but like, I would have liked more yeah. of it. Oh, more oh yeah, of it, totally. Please. But, but I, but I do feel the same way about the art versus the story in this issue as I did the last one that like the, the, the team, yeah. uh, the team of uh, Brett Blevins and Bob Smith, like my God, like I, I know I talk about it before. Anytime there's really heavy inks, you know, I, I always just like yeah. to imagine the Bristol board weighing like five pounds you know, like I'd like I'd love to I'd love to be able to someday be rich enough to have like a Mignola original and just like weigh it and yeah. see just like how much like ink was actually like on the page, you, you know? Yeah, that's so. Yeah, paper. exactly. And I, and I yeah. felt the same way about the the EC style of like this, like the art was just so good. And I did appreciate the uh, the hokey uh, storyline of a little subplot of like the dumbass criminals who are just running a protection racket but oh yeah so like there's yeah they're trying to like band together and like beat up like basically a row of restaurants and then like they're like we're gonna do this every week unless you pay us protection money and then john paul just kind of stumbles on them and like kicks all their asses for like four or five pages here here's the other thing too with with books like this is like if you're gonna do it just go full bonkers fun. Okay. Like, like, like one of the reasons yeah. why the John Wick movies are so great, other than the wonderfully choreographed like action and violence, is that they're just like, yeah, there's like half the world's secret assassins. Who gives a shit? Whatever. Don't worry about it too much. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And and yeah, like and yeah. I and I I appreciate that kind of thing. Like I did have a lot of fun reading, and it was a really good uh action sequence of when, you know, it's John Paul Valley just blowing off steam kicking the shit out of like 50 like literal yeah, literal yeah. street punks you know like it was just this is him like doing his mental gymnastics upset that gordon's like mad at him and he's like me a murderer i'll show them murderers and blah 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 and then he's just like beating <laughs> the hell out of these dudes and the the fact that like uh, so alan grant wrote like a little backstory for this gang and i was like i don't need that I was like, they're literally punching bags. That's why I didn't even mention them uh, in the, in the yeah, rundown. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think he, he probably just wanted like a little bit of a setup, you know, of like, sure, sure. I get it. Yeah, I get but, it. But I, I appreciated that much, but yeah, you know what? Like same feeling, like the, the art really saved it. The the art was like beautiful. Not yep. that the, not that the story was like incoherent or anything. It was just, again, like I see so many choices that would have been, uh, yeah, better. it also it also feels like it feels like they're doing due diligence to just get to night's yeah. end rather than make a good comic book. They're like, here's the t- the connective tissue between these two arcs. And that's yeah. It, yeah. It's like you know? it's like, <laughs> you know, what it is. It's like they're at <laughs> it's like they're a waiter and they're at the end of their shift at a restaurant and it was a 
it was a kind of busy right. night and they're and they're doing <laughs> they're doing all their side work but they're kind of rushing it and they're not they're just like i want to get the fuck out of here they're like i want to yeah right it yeah feels they're like, like that. i want to get yeah. this night's quest night's i want i want let's just get all of this done we're gonna get into get night's end Ru- let's, let's just get, get Bruce it done. Wayne back here yeah. and then we can you know yeah right, I, right. I think that <laughs> that's uh, what it feels like to me did you read did you read robin seven by no. the way that was like an extra extra piece of this robin seven feels like that more than any of these other books by the way yeah that waiter at the end of his shift uh i have a little rundown for robin seven when we get to it but Night Quest the Crusade continues in Detective Comics 675, written by Chuck Dixon, penciled by Graham Nolan. Jean-Paul added full auto bat shurikens to the suit. You know, like an assault rifle that shoots out razor blades instead of bullets. <laughs> you're, you're freaking what? out. What? No, what? It, no that, that did make me, that made me laugh my ass off so much because I was just like, how? How? And any kind of like, even if I'm 12 years old reading this, like how in any world is at high velocity a a sharp fucking knife flying at you any different than a bullet? Like than a bullet? Yeah, might right. be worse. Yeah. I don't know. You know what? Never been shot. Never been stabbed. <laughs> might hope, be worse. Hope I might never be better. Sounds know, like it but, sucks. Like yeah. I've had. I, I I know somebody who's been shot, and he's like, "Oh yeah, that sucked a lot." I'm like I imagine it did. <laughs> and, but just, like the, when the, I was. When I was 12 and I read this or however old I was uh, in middle school, when I read this, I was like, yo, this freaking rips. I was like, hell yeah, full audio. Cause he's like mowing down like a shooting range that yeah. he built in the back cave. I, and I was like, this is so we've gone so far away from regular Batman. It, it's also blatantly um, some guy who isn't an editor at DC, but has some, has some whatever title at DC slash Warner Brothers being like, we need more Batman toys. Make a different bat suit. Make something. <laughs> no, make something no, that fires. On, kids, kids no. love. Okay. kids okay. love it when shit. Me, come, come on, this didn't. This didn't look like. Okay, let me let me let me okay, finish I'm the sorry, rundown. Then we'll get into the okay, issue. Okay, we're right, jumping right. the gun. Oh, I see what you did there. Jean-Paul adds full auto bat shurikens to the suit, you know, like an assault rifle that shoots razor blades instead of bullets. Last issue, the wife of the two gun dorks was hit by a bullet. They show up at the hospital, despite it being a hospital and, you know, you can just get medical treatment there. The gun dork decides to start waving a gun around to, I don't know, get better hospital service. The gun dork is now hunkered down in the hospital with police outside. It's a tense hostage situation. Jean-Paul Batman comes in from the roof. They fight. Jean-Paul Batman calls himself a quote-unquote walking gunship with full-auto razor blade guns. The gun dork runs out of bullets. Jean-Paul tries to kill him, but instead was interrupted by the police. He's trying to kill him now because apparently that's what he does. Uh, But he's interrupted by the police tacky team that comes in when they heard shots. Eventually, both Jean-Paul and the gun dork tumble down this this staircase. Jean-Paul retreats to the shadows. Police get the gun dork. Wife gun dork is survived uh, the surgery and she is arrested. Everyone goes to jail. John Paul goes home. Jason, that was Detective 675. This wraps up the gun dorks issue. Uh, it's just kind of ends. They fight and then that's it. There's not really anything to write home about except for John Paul really wanting to murder people. 
and the full auto shurikens are like cool. So, okay, this is why this is why I think the full auto shurikens because we get into this a little bit. This is why I think the full auto shurikens are more than just like we're trying to sell toys and whatever. I think that they wanted to make because like that's Batman's line in the sand is no guns. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they wanted to get as close to a gun as possible by the time like night's quest is over yeah. because they want Asriel to be so far from his starting point of Batman that he's like unrecognizable as Batman. That- and I think this was just like the last step in it. Like he's, he's basically like a half a step away from being the gun dork themselves. Yeah. And I think that they wanted to like kind of illustrate that's like, Oh, Asriel's gone way. He's like shifted to the other side. Yeah. That's a, that's a pretty that's a pretty fair that's a much more uh fair assessment than, than I was giving it. Maybe maybe my Then you're like it's yeah, just yeah, maybe, toys. Maybe that was a bit too <laughs> cynical uh of a view there. But but sure, yeah, sure. yeah, no, no, I, I I get that. I mean, yet again though, the the art versus the story on this one, like some just Oh yeah, man. Graham Nolan did a real good so, job. So solid. But I, I also I I just I just loved and I'm just blanking on his name now. The the lieutenant. Let me let me. Uh, oh yeah, Kitch. Kitch is, I don't think we've brought up him at all. Kitch. Yeah. <laughs> so Kitch has been a presence. Literally, he's been in all these issues since like before when Bruce was still Batman. Like in the in the lead up for Nightfall, he's he was yeah. in those issues. We haven't brought him up at all because he's just like completely ineffectual he's like he's like a by the book detective who wants to get things done he doesn't want vigilantes he just wants to like do the do the thing that he does which is an excellent detective and it's so boring and it doesn't matter at all and i've literally never brought him up (laughs) Uh, well like kitch has been actually very interesting to me because he is just the cutout for the bleeding heart lib you know, you that's so? all. Oh, completely. I every, never got that. Every fucking time he ever brings up like, well, maybe we should take this slow and worry about the right. Why don't you worry about the rights of the victims, Kitch? That's not how. And this time he's like trying to oh, yeah. negotiate. And I've been through chaining and like the SWAT team's like, fuck you, you pansy. Let's we're going in, you know, and it's <laughs> like he's just he's just there to be the absolute like weakest representation of what a a liberal ideology, quote unquote, liberal ideology of, you know, of like, oh, we should take it easy on the, you know, on like the criminal or whatever. And then like everyone else is like, no, you got to be a man of action and jump in because it might, someone else might get hurt, but we have to stop this right now. And I can see it. I can see it. it, Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that to me is all, it's like the, um, you know, like in the action movie, it's like the the, the mayor or something just being like, oh, God, I'm going to have your badge. You're not, you know, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Can't, you that, can't kill a diplomat. It's like, yeah, yeah. But, and, and that mayor doesn't know what it's like on the streets. They're in their uh, they're in their shiny office. They don't know. Down yeah. Here in the muck. Yeah. 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 They're like they're like, oh, Kitch, that was. Oh, yeah. Oh, your FBI training, whatever you fucking pansy book reading nerd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like uh, Chuck Dixon being Chuck Dixon. Yeah, I mean, honest, 
honestly, it did make me laugh at like how over the top it is because sure. j- just just like with that guy, um, I forget the actual name, but remember that psychologist who was like, uh, I'm not crazy and you're not either. Or like whatever, like when, oh, when yeah, they released that everybody stand in Chuck Dixon also wrote that stuff. Yeah, exactly. And I'm just like, and I'm like, you know, like I, um, there's a part of me that appreciates it for the caricature because I know it's so over the top. Chuck Dixon's writing it as a character. Like he knows right. he's writing it as a character, yes. whether he like really like, despite his like politics, he, he, I'm imagining that he knows that this is just a, a silly, you know, it's a send up of a thing that he thinks is silly and he, yeah, being over the top right. with it, you know, but, right. but yeah, I'm mean, like, man, I'm like, Kitch is just there just to get fucking kicked in the teeth, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he never gets physically kicked in the teeth, just emotionally all day, yeah. every day, yeah. every time yeah. he shows up. Yeah. Weak little baby. Like <laughs> speaking of weak little babies, let's talk about Robin seven. Yeah. Come at me, Tim Drake. You're a fictional Jason, character. Wow. I can take you. Robin seven was also night's quest written by Chuck Dixon penciled by Tom Grummet. In this thrilling issue, Robin picks up his dad from the airport and gives him a ride home. Seriously, eight pages of an errand no one likes doing. Oh, Robin I was really has, hoping it was going to be the whole issue. <laughs> Robin I was really has hoping a, it was going to be like a my dinner with Andre kind of thing. <laughs> that are, you know what? If they if they fleshed it out a little, I kind of would have enjoyed that. It would have been kind of interesting. <laughs> Robin has conversation with Bruce about you know, how John Paul Batman is a murder machine now. Bruce visits the manor looking to talk to John Paul. Robin talks about the time he almost got choked out by John Paul and hopes that doesn't w- awaken anything in him. With the entrance to the cave bricked up, Bruce sledgehammers his way in. Bruce tells John Paul that he's going to be Batman again. Doughy Bruce Wayne throws a punch. John Paul grips his fist with his goddamn knife gauntlets and throws Bruce Wayne into the back computer. Just dunks on Bruce. Jean-Paul leaves in the Batmobile, tells him to get the heck out of his cave. After 15 pages, we remember this is a Robin issue and Robin springs into action, hopping into Redbird. He speeds after Jean-Paul and then doesn't catch him. Way to go, Robin. Bruce mentions that if he wants the mantle of the bat back, he's going to have to start training with the best, but he might lose his soul in the training, Jason. Ooh, that was, that was Robin number seven. Uh, wow. I'm not sad I missed it, but I do, I do always love the thing of like, whenever the, uh, more, you know, bigger character is, is guest starring in a, in another book to like, I mean, you know, it makes, makes sense that Batman's there, but you know, just to like, oh, pump the numbers up a bit, put Batman on, put Bruce Wayne on the cover or whatever. And like, you know, maybe like circulation will, will will jump a little bit, but I think this was like also trying to, trying to say, Hey, we're placing Bruce Wayne back in Gotham in continuity. Like we're, yeah. we're going to, we're going to fold him back into the regular series. And yeah, although he's not Batman yet, we're not going to put him in Batman, but we'll put him in Robin just to be like, Hey, remember Bruce Wayne? Yeah. He's yeah, back he's ba- and he can't throw a punch anymore. Yeah. He's back. He's back in, he's back in Gotham and yeah, yeah. that, but I do, I do love the like, yeah, so they remembered it was a Robin book. You know, it's like in, in, in any in like any new X Men book, whenever they would have like Wolverine like guest star, and it's like, oh, it's a Wolverine story now. Oh, wait, no, these other people are here too. Hey, remember these other people that are in this? Remember book? these other people? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but 
that's oh god that's pretty funny that batman's a weak baby now after what not being yep. batman for like a year his, his muscles have atrophied uh, that much it's actually been uh, a little less than a year since uh, bane broke his back but i mean to be fair he was he did get his back broken like that mm. sucks and he's healed but i don't know how much of that it's like spiritual healing with force yeah, of love will healed him. and love healed yeah. him Love healed him. So it's like, I don't know how much that counts and how much that yeah. doesn't count. Like maybe he's still kind of limping around. I I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. How how was the um you see <laughs> you seemed pretty stuck on the the eight pages of uh Tim picking up his dad oh from the God, airport. Jason. Like <laughs> Tim you're right. Tim Drake's dad is the worst character in comic books. So it's just so you're saying you're saying it was like, trees and like there, there, Tim Drake was, being like, we're going to have a good time, dad. We're going to be we're going to be buds now. I'm so glad that you're back. And Bruce Wayne being like, maybe I'll hang up the bat suit and, and uh, start to have a regular life now that you guys have everything under control. And Robin just sitting there like, uh, actually, he's a murder machine now. Um, it's so, just so there's like, no <clears throat> I don't know. No, no witty, uh, no witty Bendis like back and forth with the characters no, or anything like that. Right? Very no, no arduous little, like, to get through. <laughs> it was very arduous, Jason. So I should read it. That is what you should saying. read. It. Yes, it's a gold issue, solid gold. So the thing about this issue too that drove me nuts was that they put it in. If you go into the DC app and you check out Night Quest, and they put it like five or six or seven issues back from where we put it, which is at the very end of night quest. And in it, Robin's like, it's crazy that Jean Paul killed abattoir. And then we're like mid abattoir arc when with like where they, where DC put the actual issue. Oh. <laughs> so I was like, where does, where the fuck does this go? Like, where <laughs> I don't understand what this is. I don't know. Anyway, it's fine. It's fine. I figured it out. It's fine. The next pod will move from Night's Quest to Night's End with its conclusion of the event. That's going to happen in the next two podcasts that are about five issues each. And I assume they all go together. They all fit together like pieces yeah. in a puzzle. It's going to be across several issues. Uh, I think Robin and Catwoman each have an issue as well. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly kind of excited now to like to see how they finish it you know like i i remember once me too uh, i remember once being at a friend's house like watching football or something and i'd like left my bag on their kitchen island and i had something in it and their dog was like looking at it and it was a tall kitchen island and they're trying to the dog was like trying to figure a way up there my friend noticed and she was like hey get i'm like no 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 no, no. let's see what he does let's see what he yeah. does i want to see i want to see what you know so like that's why like it for, for as much shit we've as we've given i think rightfully so to a few uh, a lot of these like especially night's quest issues like I, i'm like no no i want to see how it ends yeah 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 i'm invested too yeah yeah i i don't think i really totally understood asriel as much as like i do now that we've like slowed down and looked at like each months of issues individually yeah i think i got a i got a better picture of who asriel is yeah and that makes me want to be like, and I know how it plays out. I know the ending scene because it's like, you know, chiseled into my brain because mm. um, it's so smart and it's so good. I can't wait to get there. But Jason, the thing is, 
because I read these in like a long box that I filled at Sarge's comics, I, I didn't read any Batman after that. So I don't know how, like, I know the way it's going to end in night's end. I'm interested in like, what are the repercussions? Are there going to be ripples afterwards of like all this stuff? And I know Asriel gets his own series eventually. So I don't know. I'm, I'm interested in all that stuff. That is also interesting too. in thinking about like, you know, because I obviously didn't remember how much of just like a, a whiny mess, mostly uh, Azriel like yeah. is. Yeah. And it is interesting how he he was still popular enough that he had his own book for for a bit. Yeah. You know yeah. that like there were enough people who were like, yeah, no, let's more of a more of this guy, you know? Which, yeah. Let's see what let's see uh, what he does next. Yeah. Oh God. Are we going to, I might have to read at least some of those just to I'm gonna see. Re- I'm going to read a few. Uh, yeah. I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it like three or four issues. See how it yeah. goes. Yeah. We should dip, we should dip some toes. We should, we should definitely dip some toes into the well, once, right. once Bruce is back. Yeah. Yeah. Once the Bruce is back. You want to get into some Batman adventures? Oh God. Yes. Batman Adventures, issue 21, written by Kelly Puckett, penciled by Mark Parobeck, inked by Rick Burchett, colored by Rick Taylor, lettered by Richard Starkings of Comic Craft, edited by Scott Peterson with an assist from Darren Vincenzo. Normally, we don't get into continuity stuff, but this issue is a direct follow-up to two episodes from season one of Batman Adventures, Moon of the Wolf and Tiger Tiger. I'm going to give you a very quick synopsis that I pulled from Wikipedia. I didn't even write this. Tiger Tiger... Selina Kyle is kidnapped by a villainous genetic engineer named Dr. Dorian, a former comrade of Man-Bat, Kirk Langstrom, and becomes uh, his latest experiment to provide his Catman hybrid named Tigress with a mate. So he's trying to turn Selina Kyle into a Tigress mate. Uh, starts to transform her into a cat lady in the episode. Batman learns of this, comes to the island to rescue Selina. He's captured and forced into a deadly game of cat and flying mass as Tigress hunts Batman through the island's jungles. Uh, eventually, Catwoman is cured by the end of the thing. She is not a cat lady forever. That's the episode. Uh, I, I think it ends with Dorian being captured and then Tiger, Tigress being like, there's no place for me in the real world. Like, I'll just stay here on this island. Smart move. Yeah. Moon of the Wolf, Batman investigates an appearance of a werewolf-like creature in Gotham, not realizing that the monster happens to be one of Bruce Wayne's associates, Anthony Romulus, an ex-Olympic champion. Behind the schemes, a twisted chemist named Professor Milo, who is injecting him with this like werewolf serum to make him good at sports, and then the side effect is he becomes a werewolf. <laughs> I mean, there's not really much left to say other than that. Batman fights him. He takes him down. Um, the The only thing I wanted to say other than that is that it's written by Len Wein uh, and it's actually based on a comic story um, by Len Wein and Neil Adams from Batman 225 in April 1974. It's oh, wow. uh, part of a hundred page spectacular featuring Moon of the Wolf, but also stories titled Batman's Father, Alfred the Detective, Batgirl's Big Surprise, and Robin battles crazy quilt. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna have to see if those are available on the DC app. 
They are available on the DC app. Uh, the issue, the issues there, it's basically the same as the episode Moon of the Wolf with yeah. a couple of changes at the end. Um, the episode I mean, ends in this like Coliseum kind of area where yeah. Batman and, and uh, the werewolf are like fighting in the yeah. issue. It's more of a construction site and they kind of go for it a little more. Um, you know, the, the werewolf rakes his claws against Batman. And he's like bleeding and his costumes tore up and it's like, they, they kind of go for it. Um, we were talking about reprints a little bit before the pod started. And this one is not printed in the old, with the old colors. This is like a recoloring of mm. these, of this issue. So yeah. it's like, modern colors quote unquote but like not very good modern colors it's just kind of there they're making a lot of choices i don't know man yeah it like well, re- it really left a bad taste in my mouth because i'm like if you're just going to do modern colors just go for it and make it awesome or keep it true to the original one of the two this like in between bullshit is like doesn't serve anyone yeah yeah you're not you're trying to please everybody so you please no one you know mm-hmm. i I'm like, man, I see what they did there with the, uh, the, I didn't notice it in the book, but with the, um, character's last name being Romulus and he's oh, a wolf yes. and then yes. they fight in a Coliseum. Yes. You know, I'm like, yes. ah, I get that reference. Yes. Oh, I also got to say, this is the first issue where we don't have the act structure for Batman adventures. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of, I, I picked up on that. But it, it does continue the tradition of literally begin, beginning with a bang. Yes. Just first page, explosion. Really digging their uh, font choice, though, of the House of Dorian. Oh, you know, yeah. On the, on, the, on the title page. Just really like... Starkings like, working is magic, for sure. Yeah, well, just like one of those things where like, you know, well, you know, like, like a colorist or like a letterer would be like, I'm just going to kind of go all out on this. No one's going to mind. Yeah, yeah. Before we jump into the issue, the cover is uh, Batman grappling away with Catwoman under his arm, holding onto him around his neck. His his uh, cape is shreds as he is trying to get away from Man Bat, Tigress, and the the werewolf all going after him. It's very very good. Oh, it's so good! It's so good. The book starts with a lightning strike freeing dorian the uh, geneticist who created tigris he's out on the loose out of arkham asylum and then we have a page explaining who he is he's just basically a geneticist that turns people into like animal hybrids really yeah like an island of dr moreau situation yes yes batman is like you know he's not going to go far because he wants revenge we keep going we find uh dorian confronting kirk langstrom the man bat but he's kirk langstrom the human being they used to be colleagues i guess in the you know let's turn people into animal like science field i mean it must, i mean it must be honestly it must be a pretty small community you know? right right like, yeah you if you're turning yourself into a man bat and there's another guy making like tiger people you got to exchange some notes here and there oh yeah yeah small small circle there of of uh, people do i also love how kirk langstrom though is like this poor guy is like like the last time he showed up 
he again unwillingly got turned into man bat. Like he doesn't yeah. want to be man bat. And desperately, be- desperately does not want to be man bat. <laughs> and he just cannot like like at what point would you just start wearing chain mail all the time? Because I think he got stuck with a needle in the last issue too. Like someone yeah. just jumped. It's like just he got a, he wear some the armor. Gr- man. He got the blow gun in his neck. I've got to warn the oh, oops dart in your neck. And then this this time around, he's getting the needle in his neck. Yeah, like he needs to get like a full like cut. Like Bruce Wayne's rich enough. He can get him some custom plate armor to just wear all the time. Or just like or just like move out of Gotham. Like, (laughs) like get Kirk, get out of there. Yeah. Anyway, he he gets he gets a needle in his neck. He gets turned into man bat. Only it's a quote unquote modification of the formula so that he has to follow Dorian's orders. Dorian's like, go get Batman and br- bring him to my island. Yeah, that panel of uh, of him finally fully turning into man bat, like like breaking shit and, and stretching yeah, yeah. out. I'm like, I was like, yeah, yeah, man bat fucking to- rules, dude. Oh, yeah. Man bat's the fucking best. Love, love it. We cut to that island and we have the werewolf the ex-Olympian on the island. He's looking for Dorian because he wants a cure. He doesn't want to be a werewolf. And then he realizes, oh no, the moon, it's too late. And he turns into the werewolf, howls, falls down the mountain that he's on, turns back into himself. He meets Tigris. Tigris is like, oh, you're like me. I won't kill you, basically. (laughs) I was going to kill you, but I guess you're like me. So like, let's hang out. Uh, I was going to kill you. I guess you're like me, except I'm way taller and way sexier than you are. But oh, hey, Jason. whatever. They're really trying to bring the heat with this one. Oh, they 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 do, <laughs> man. They they do. He, he, he is. He's just he's tall. He's jacked. And then just like the incredibly <laughs> broad shouldered. This is. You know what? Maybe they predicted and they didn't know, but they were predicting Idris Elba being in cats. Yeah. Yes. I think that's what I think that's what's happening here. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like those weird like Simpsons predictions that people like to try to play out. Exactly, you know, it's like, exactly. oh, no, no, ba- Batman Adventures predicted Idris, Idris Elba and cats. In cats. Yes, At- yes. Batman Adventures predicted a a impossibly sexy man who's also very big and muscly being yes. a cat. I'm just gonna, I'm saying right now they were the first ones to do it. I don't even care if I'm right or not. Just so in it, <laughs> you know, he's looking for Dorian. Tigris is like, he's not here. He's he's in Gotham or something. I don't know. And then uh, <laughs> Tigris is like, oh, I really like Selena. And and, you know, the ex athlete, you know, star who's like travels in celebrity circles is like, oh, Selena Kyle. I know her. We're like, we can go get her if you want. You help me. I help you. You know, like we'll, we'll both get off or like, I'll get cured. We'll get Selena here. You'll have your mate, whatever, you know? So he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. Let's go to Gotham and pick up Selena. Do you want to, uh, since there's no clear act break, I feel like that is basically the entire setup. That's like act one. Do you want to hit act two? Yeah. Act two, we pick up on, uh, Batman uh, on the case, driving around. He's talking to Alfred on a video phone in the Batmobile. I do very much appreciate the um, 
the little the little bit of blur that they gave mm-hmm. uh the screen you know of 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 uh of alfred and yeah. uh and 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 again i'll you know I'll, I'll say it constantly i'm sure about uh this series but like the action is just it's just it's just perfect and the drama of it is set up wonderfully with uh man bat shadow like uh falling over uh the the batmobile before he yep. just just slams his body into oh, it. Oh yeah, he like and, corner checks like a hockey player just on just hitting the car. Like and yeah. the car's like the wheels are off the ground. Like he nailed that thing. Oh yeah, full full speed and just like Batman casually being like, I'll call you back, Alfred. Got some shit to yeah. deal with. Yeah. You know, yeah. which I, I, I always appreciate the uh the, the cool collected Batman just feeling like, this fucking thing. But Batman does get Pretty quickly, even though he, he tries to grapple Man Bat, but pretty quickly just gets literally ripped out of the Batmobile, which I yeah. also appreciate it because what are you going to do? Nine foot tall, like man mixed with bat, like he, right. Not much he you can opens, do there. He opens the cockpit of the Batmobile like a fucking can, like oh, just yeah. rips it off. Yeah, just, you know, get gets his little his little bat surprise inside and. Now and then, Batman will wakes up in uh, the lab of Do- uh, Doctor Dorian. Doctor Dorian. Yeah, I, I kept on like thinking of Dorian Gray whenever they mentioned his name. I, yeah, they was, kind of alluded like, alluded to it a little bit, but yeah, 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 yeah. I was kind of waiting for a more explicit like joke about a mirror or something. Me but, too. You know. I was I was waiting for a painting or something. Or, you know, yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. The, the painting, the painting. It's a, but yeah, I, and then. He's he's chained up in classic. God, I love this. Uh, wakes up to Doctor Dorian dressed up in classic mad scientist jumpsuit. That oh yeah, has, like, in the mad scientist layer. Yeah, with the with the buttons on the suit, and then just like bubbling beakers and electric shit everywhere, and hooks, and Batman's like chained to to a rack, and and like he's explaining to him like his nefarious plan of like how he's going to torture him and like turn him into this, like this, like great specimen and how he's controlling man bat and everything. Uh, it's just, it, it, yeah, he it's wants beautiful. to, he wants to inject Batman cause Batman's like a peak physical athlete. So he's yeah. like, you could, you could undergo the greatest transformation. Yeah. And, and out of all of the, it, it seems to be a theme an unintentional theme because the, the EC themes in the other books, I think were more due to the, to the wonderful artwork, you know, like the style of it, but like, this is a total, like, uh, old school adventure. um, Oh yeah, totally. You know? Yeah. Just like mad science, like just weird, weird shit going on. Mm -hmm. You just, you know, you just accept it. Like I, I, I love the, Oh, you get injected once and two seconds later, you're a giant fucking flying mutant. Like that's, <laughs> it's great. It's, it's great. It's what I want. It it's great. what I want. Get to the action, you know? Uh, yeah. And after he explains his uh, nefarious plot, Dorian sends man bat off to uh, retrieve uh, Selena Kyle. Yep. So he can uh, finish the job that he started on, on his Island. So so we cut to uh Tigress doing his best his best uh Goliath from Gargoyles impersonation and just <laughs> yeah, be, yeah. being all being all dour on a on top of a building looking out at a city and uh Romulus is trying to convince him like, hey, just let's just you know what? Like 
you know, Tigris can't find his his father, who's Dorian. He get all the scents in the city are messing him up, and he's like, yeah. oh, "I shouldn't be here." And Romulus is like, "Well, you know what? That you promised to help me. Let's go find Selena first. We'll find Selena, and then you know, and then we'll deal with my stuff." Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll make sure I pay my end of the bargain, and then like you know, and then we can right. get to me. And uh, Tigris is very like somewhat uh, uh, reasonable character who's like. Uh, I'm this I'm this giant cat man. I don't I don't know if Selena a human will really want to be with yeah, me. I don't belong so, here. I'm like this So this is kind of like how he was in the episode too. In the beginning of the episode, he was like, My dad, I'll do whatever you say. I'm a crazy monster. And then by the end, there's this like tender moment that he has with Selena, who's like a, a cat person at this point. And she's a mutant. She's like, look, like, no matter what I am, like, this is not the way to go about, like, trying to, like, have a relationship with me. You know, like, yeah, you can't force me to be here. And and Tigress kind of, like, comes around to, like, oh, maybe my dad doesn't have the best intentions for me. Like, maybe, like, I need to start thinking for myself and, like, you know, I'm on the wrong side of things. And he's he's very introspective. At the, by yeah. the end of the episode, I, I I did I did uh laugh out loud when literally when uh Tigris is like, all right, let's go get Selena, and Romulus just jumps on his back and he starts leaping oh, across. Yeah. That this- it's so good. Him like him like a mounted unit on yeah. Tigris's back. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just so good. And I, I will say this too. My my other thought while reading this this like little sequence was like, I'm I will only accept a blonde Selena Kyle in this style, or if you're Michelle Pfeiffer, if you're Michelle Pfeiffer, or if it's a Batman, the animated series style, then you can be a blonde Selena Kyle. Any other blonde Selena Kyle, fuck you. She ain't blonde. (sighs) Man. Every time she shows up blonde in this book, it's jarring for me. It's every single time. I'm like, Oh, who is this? (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) Oh, right. Oh, right. It's Selena. Well, I, I enjoy it because she's she's drawn uh, just like a, a romance comic book heroine. You yes, know? yes. Like, so, so so that's the only reason why I give like the the, it, the blonde like it okay, makes a fine. little more sense. Yeah, and then Michelle Pfeiffer is Michelle Pfeiffer. She's just like yeah. iconic. You know, Romulus is riding a giant cat man. God, I want a giant cat man I can ride. I know. Uh, we all do. Leap, leaping from rooftop to rooftop, and they get to. They they get to Selena's uh, apartment or the building across the street, and who do they see swooping down? But Mister Manbat himself, yeah. And it's a it's a great great I great little page transition of of uh, Manbat creeping. I know people can't see, but like the arm, like like creeping in the in the shadows while Selena's just sitting at her vanity, brushing her hair. Right. Yeah. You know? Like it just, crashes through the window, nabs yeah. her, and then Tigris is like, "I gotta go get her." And and Ro- <laughs> Romulus is like, "Wait, Tigris, I'm not on your back anymore, buddy. Come back here. <laughs> I lost my ride. Yeah, I lost my ride. Fuck. I, I, the door's locked up here on this rooftop. Tigris, <laughs> please come back. <laughs> ah, shit. Another night on a rooftop. Uh, so uh, yeah, Manbat shows up back at the island with uh dorian with selena kyle in this like little slip the entire time it's very like 
cheesy mad scientist damsel in distress kind oh, yeah. of vibe going on completely so good shackle shackles her up and then he's like he's like i'm gonna finish what i started with her i'm gonna i'm gonna fuck up batman everything's going great for me <laughs> everything's coming up dorian or whatever the hell his first name is <laughs> yeah and he's like all right ladies first as he gets the needle out and then tigress is like no you father no he bursts into the he breaks down the door bursts in frees selena Ka- rips the metal shackles from so from yeah so strong so strong and then holds her in his giant muscular arms i i bet i bet she felt come on wouldn't you feel safe if, if tigress held you in safe. his arms you feel i'd feel safe. so safe i'd feel so yeah. safe i'd feel so protected so dorian's like you know how, first of all how dare you yeah i'm and your then, father young man young cat man and then uh you know he tells uh tigress tells dorian about his friend romulus who's a werewolf and he wants to be turned into a person and and romulus is like huh reverse mujin i don't know it's accelerated evolution no too messy uh co- cosmetic surgery no i'm not that good and he's like i got it mind transference <laughs> some real mad scientist shit <laughs> here for it holy god so here he's like it. He's like, I know what I'll do. I'll give you the peak human body. I'll put you in Batman's body. I'll put Romulus in Batman's body and Batman in the werewolf's body. <laughs> I, I just, I just, and then the next page after, after that reveal, you know, the next page is Romulus like running through the streets because he's, 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 he's trying to get away from people before he turns into a werewolf. He knows he's going to turn into yeah. a werewolf. And this whole page, I'm just like, I'm looking at it and I'm looking at it right now too. I'm like, I, I really wish I could personally ask Mike Probeck is if this is like honest to God, the most fun he had drawing yeah, a comic man. book page in his life. Cause this just looks like him channeling. Like, I can't believe I get to draw a werewolf, like a sequence where he's just, it's just perfect. It's just so perfect. Yeah, just he the, does his full transformation on top of a taxi cab, ripping his shirt off, a wooing at the at the moon. My, it's so good. My God, can, confu- and confused cabbie who's like obviously a go- a Gotham lifer is like has bullshit again. Wait till my <laughs> yeah, ship's <yeah>. over. <laughs> Fucking werewolves! God, go play basketball like you're supposed to. So we get back to. Uh, the the island. He's got a mind transference machine all ready to go. I know. I I was like, when I saw that, I was like, yeah, sure, of course he has one. Of of course. Yeah. So of course I, he. I, I misspoke. <laughs> I thought we were gonna put Batman into the werewolf body, giving like curing the werewolf. But I guess that's not what we're doing. What we're doing is we're putting Tigress yeah. into Batman's body. And yeah. Batman into Tigress body. Because then the the mad scientist can torture Batman in Tigress's body for an extended period of time. Yeah. Because Tigress is like able to to survive it, basically. And then Tigress can be with Selena because they're both people, I guess. That's the the yeah. rationale. Yeah, yeah. When when you mentioned the werewolf thing, I thought I had just missed it. So I was like, oh, okay. No, so. I screw I screwed it up. That's my bad. Uh, uh, yeah. But but yeah, I, I honestly just 
And also the fun of just drawing bullshit science machines. Oh, you know, yeah. Just more bullshit science machines for sure. Yeah, just a bunch of buttons and levers and tubes and shit going everywhere. Like, just like it, it doesn't need to make sense. We don't we don't care. This is it's not Isaac Asimov writing this shit. We don't we don't care if it's. Yeah. <laughs> Again, we have the same moment as the television show where Selena Kyle is like, Tigress, what the hell are we doing here? Like, this yeah. is not how we find love. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you can't, you can't, what, like, you're going to do this in front of me and, like, expect me to, like, come on, Tigers, is it? Yeah, this. Yeah, but this Tigers how, feels. This ain't how you get the ladies. Instead, he's like, I guess maybe he's just been isolated on the island for so long and he's just kind of like, fuck it. Like, this gets me like a regular human body, like, we'll grow to love each other eventually, maybe well, kind of thing. Well, he's a he's a literal cat man. Like cats are really impulsive. Yeah, you know? that is true. He's, that is just true. His, just in his nature. Just in his nature. So yeah. Dorian's about to flip the switch when the werewolf comes bursting through the window. I don't know how he got from the streets of Gotham to the island, but he comes bursting through the wind window. Dorian's like man bat attack. And then it's all hell breaks loose. Batman breaks his bonds. Uh, Tigress is getting out of his. The werewolf and the man bat are going at it. Dorian's like, you know what? I'm going to leave. He's booking it out the door. Selena's like tiny in the background and she's like, this is getting out of hand. (laughs) Yeah, I I do. I do somewhat like. I mean, not obviously not all the time because Selena's usually written as a much more uh, independent and not a damsel in distress, like even in older like Catwoman stories and stuff, she's like written as supposed to be like you know, at least mostly as competent, if not sometimes more than, than Bruce slash Batman. But yeah. I, I do, I do appreciate the sort of like cheesecake, like, Oh, this is not how you win my love. And just in the, yeah, in the yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, in her like they're, little, in her skimpy, like lingerie thing. Like, yeah. They're playing to a certain type of narrative that they're going for with like yeah. a Batman spin. And for that story, Selena just has to be a damsel in distress rather than a more capable kind of person. Yeah. It would have been great if she got like a moment at the end where she was like, she was like, I'm not your average kind of damsel in distress and I'm more capable than you realize. Like that would have been kind of fun. Yeah. But, but, but also like, you know, there's, there's, <laughs> there's three giant mutants fighting, like even yeah. Batman's like, yeah, mm, this is a lot. This yeah, is a lot for I, me, a regular yeah. human with a grappling yeah. hook. Yeah, I, th- I think I think we should beat feet. Hey, Selena, we should we should get the fuck out of here. This is this is so yeah. Batman uh, <laughs> uh, grapples Dorian. Dorian just eats it face plants into the ground. <laughs> uh, Tigress is trying to get Selena out of there. Werewolf and Bambat are still fighting. Batman's like, Tigress, we got to get out of here. The werewolf's going after uh, Dorian. Uh Tigress is like, you guys go. He's a monster, but he's also my father. A fire is broken out into the lab. We get a huge splash page of like Batman at the window holding uh, Selena in the background of like the three mutants and Dorian caught in the middle in the blaze as like the castle is like crumbling down around them. The mad scientist lair. Batman is like tigress and and he's grappling out of there he's at the window ledge and the mutants are still fighting man bat's got a piece of tigress in his mouth as he's as tigress is fighting the werewolf before everything explodes 
And then we get the last page of Selena wrapped in Batman's cape overlooking like the fiery wreckage of what's happened there. And he's like, stay here. I'll check to see if he's that is you never know. And Selena's like, right. You never know. Through it all, I do appreciate Kelly Puckett sticking to uh, Batman being absolute shit in any kind of like emotional situation. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's not like, a very he's not a very emotional being. Yeah, like he like he knows Selena's upset, and I also like I love like he took the cape off, like he wrapped the right. cape around her, you know. But like just like he's like. Ah, oh, God, this is awkward. I wish I wish there was something I could hit. I don't uh, I get yeah. Selena. Uh, I don't want to say t- you're obviously traumatized. You know, I'll, you never know. Hey, hey, you never know. This giant burning building that just went through a bunch of explosions. Maybe. Hey, you know, what? I'll, I'll, I'll go. I'd rather go check than uh, stay here and comfort you because you might start crying. OK, bye. <laughs> you know I, I do i do appreciate his his attempt at like he's trying he's still he's still trying yeah. but he's yeah. like i don't i'm out of my depth here this is my this is what alfred i usually let take care of this shit so i really like this issue i feel like it's oh God, better when you watch the episodes especially you don't really see need the um uh len Wein episode the moon of the wolf you don't really need that one because it's just they're just pulling on werewolf lore, which yeah, everybody kind of knows. Yeah, but, but let, the Tiger mean, Tiger, mm. um, that episode kind of like creates a more fuller picture because I feel like the crux of this is kind of relying on Tiger's relationship with Selena and his dad. You know, Batman's yeah. kind of a side player. Werewolf's kind of a side player. You know, even Dorian a little bit is a side player, even though he's or man bat is a side player i yeah it feels like if you watch tiger tiger this is like a great follow-up read and which is i guess what the batman adventures is kind of for like fleshing taking these characters that are have one-off episodes and kind of fleshing them out a little bit more which is cool to see yeah yeah no i i absolutely like i mean hell i was excited just like looking at the like last week like looking at the cover you know of this i was like i was like my you know, because like knowing what I know about the book, I'm like, this is just going to be mostly action. This is just going to be mostly giant monsters fighting each yeah. other. And I am fucking here for it. Last four pages was just like all out monster attack. And it was just it was just real good. It was just yeah. real good. Real it fun. Was, exactly yeah, so, what you want. Exactly. It was it was it was so much it was so much fun. Oh, my God. It was so much fun. What a, what a what a great goddamn book. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, guys, hey, guys, 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 have, have you heard about this book, Batman Adventures? It's it's, it's pretty good. It's pr- it turns out pretty good. You want to hit the letters column? Yes. I I read the letters column. You did. You did not. Yeah. Apologize. I don't know that there's really a good letter in here. This is kind of a, a, a dud. This was a response to the issue where uh the racial ghoul issue ah. where uh batman is fighting in the desert with the swords and stuff and he tries to literally grab a plane from horseback <laughs> <laughs> that, hey, that man. was uh, very 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 good um uh i can read let me read one though let me let me pick one all right dear scott the young girl looks around the room and by instinct knows it's her turn she walks to the podium and faces the sea of staring, expectant faces. 
She starts to speak, shyly at first, and then with added confidence. Hi, my name is Netta, and I'm addicted to the Batman adventures. The sound of voice is saying, hi, Netta, and the round of applause encourages her to speak again. So she continues to tell her story. Well, it all started when my younger brother started getting obsessed with collecting comic books of any kind. At first, I thought it was all boring and uninteresting. Whenever I tried to read one of his comics, I became confused and baffled by the different layouts and technical terms that were from another planet. Then one day I picked up his TBA comic and began reading. I understood everything. It was exciting, but not too complicated. Even the letters at the end were humorous. It's much better than watching it on television and waiting for the commercials to end. And that started me. I got such a kick out of it that I couldn't stop. I need to reach out. uh, I need to read each and every one that came out. Waiting a month for each was harder than waiting during commercials for the uh, rest of the adventures and excitement. The only complaint I have is that the costumes uh, are a little worn. They're just a a little bit on the tight side for both men and women of the story. The girl finished with her story, headed back to her seat. When the applause sounds for her, she is... Continuing on the next page. Stopped by a man in the front row. He asks her, who's your favorite character in TBA? She responds shyly but relieved for getting it off her shoulders. Robin. She sits down and listens to the other's stories of obsession with this wonderful comic series that was Netta Chalala uh, that was at Playa del Rey, California. I hope the place was packed. Thanks, Netta, says Scott. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I thought that was a neat little letter and again, continues the theme of Batman Adventures just appealing to everyone across the board. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I've brought this up before, but um, uh, I, I, Iron Spike or Spike from the, the proprietor of the wonderful publisher Iron, Iron Circus Comics and yes. a, a wonderful comic book artist uh, in her own right, um, you know, always brings up whenever people are like, oh, the comics industry is dying or blah, blah, blah. And like, she'll not only point to manga, but she'll, like, she'll point to like, you know, like YA stuff. And, and she's right. like, and she's like, yeah, no, look, no, no, no. The, the, the the inaccessible comics that are so thick with lore and like continuity bullshit, like the, right. those are still flagging. But if you write a good fun story, people eat it up and they, they're clearly like they want it. Like this is a, a yet another beautiful letter where like, you know, someone was like, I, this stuff appealed to me, but I was just intimidated by this, that sure. or the other thing. Or I didn't like this aspect of like. But man, the animated series and the book is just so easy to get to, to get into and the stories were well done and it just yep, it, it, yep. It, it pulled them in. And maybe, you know, like maybe it'll turn someone into like, oh, shit, I got to get like, you know, the last like 80 issues of like Detective Comics or whatever. And, you know, yeah. cool if, if that's like leads them to that, like, you know, whatever. But it it, it is so uh as someone who has like tried to uh, his entire life be a little like sort of like Johnny Appleseed, but like with comic books, like just giving them away to anybody who has even yep. like a slight interest. Uh, I, I, it makes me uh, love this book even more of like just seeing how many people, even if they didn't become lifelong comic book readers for at least a time were like, shit. Yeah. Comic books. I'm like, yeah, join the party, man. Like it's yeah, Absolutely glad that you're here like yeah man i i, I love letters like that. that that's such a i've got uh, one more dear misters puckett parabeck and birchett i would like to commend you on one of the best comic books being published today batman is fun again and i just hope you don't feel overwhelming urge to frank millerize this version of him 
I would like to suggest something, even more like a request. Have you guys ever thought about writing a story told only in pictures? I think you could do it. After reading all those stories with silent fight scenes, I think it's in the realm of possibility. Make a detective story with clues and stuff, red herrings and all. Make us think. That would be amazing. By the way, I loved Mad Love. That Harley. Tim Wahlberg, Wyoming, Michigan. And then Scott says, she's a kook, all right. As for Frank Millerizing the book, I kind of believe we have. We do this book with what he did for Daredevil and Batman years ago. Tell a well-constructed, interesting story. I know what you mean, though. Grim and gritty. But that's uh, not really all he, all he did. As for your suggestion, hmm, interesting. They've already put out a book that had uh, 49 or 60% out of 82 panels silent, except for sound effects. So I don't think it's too much of a stretch to uh, get a silent book. Who knows? You might get your wish. Thanks for writing. I thought that letter was pretty neat because not only is it like it goes against the grain of like everything that was happening in the 90s Mm. where this guy was like, I love comic books. Please don't Frank Millerize this thing, (laughs) you know, Yeah. because like everything else was getting gritty and grim dark. And this guy was like, please just keep please just keep it the way it is. Please. I just like this. Yeah. The only space I have for this. (laughs) Yeah. But also, though, I think I think that like. Perbeck had like a really good point though of of like well no like I think we are doing like like the the uh the revelation Peterson Peterson Scott Peterson the editor oh, sorry. that's a good yeah. point yeah yeah sorry Scott Peterson sorry about that but of of how like the you know like man without fear like and 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 then year one and and Dark Knight Returns like sure born again sto- yeah 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 yeah. Bo- bo- yeah born again that's right it was born again I, I got it confused with um. Uh, fall from grace i don't know yeah. i don't think that was miller still uh anyway i'm not uh, sure i don't know anyway but the th- that's such a good point that like well <laughs> is that the thing that made those stories so popular number one and then also so uh in- enduring and influential was that like frank miller was really really like paying attention to the story like he was obviously a childhood fan of those characters and was like no, here's what we can, here's what I, you can really do with them. Here's what you can really do with yeah, the superhero yeah. story. And sure, like, you know, he had the, like, the sort of, like, darkness around it, but, like, both of the, both of, both characters of uh, Daredevil and Batman are uh, at their best. Um, they're guys who just punch other guys who don't have really any other power than that they're good right. at punching other guys, you know? And, yeah. and, uh, but, like, yeah, the story surrounding it. And I think, uh, a lot of times things get lost in it's like I love metal, right? Like I, I love heavy metal. And sometimes um, some people would be like, oh, wait, but you don't like this band, but you like, you know, uh, uh, this other band that's like just as to me as noisy or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, but you don't you don't you know, I'm like, they kind of miss it. The, like they missed the point. Yeah. Yeah. They missed yeah the like, fun. They got all the window dressing, but they missed like the the cohesion. But yeah, throughout the 90s, as we talk about a lot, like the the grim dark was just like, oh, yeah, OK, I guess uh, the new Batman just kind of kills now. You know, it's like <laughs> he's got he's got knife hands. I don't know. Whatever. It, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, yeah. And it's like, no, no, man. You admit, but that 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 does happen like quite a bit where like people just try to like uh, capitalize on, you know, what a better example might be uh, or a recent example might be is Stranger Things is like when Stranger Things came out, oh, first came yeah. out. 
Not People only were like, Netflix 80s not- nostalgia, let's put it in everything. Uh, yeah, and it was and- like, oh, nothing worked the same as Stranger Things. Uh, yeah, Nothing because worked it- as well as that first season of Stranger Things. Yeah, because it was a super well done story with the 80s yeah. nostalgia being kind of like just it was supposed to be like a fun set piece for it. You know, yeah, right. like it's, it wasn't supposed to just be the 80s nostalgia thing. But of course, it gets popular and studios are just like, ah. People like 80s now, huh? All right. Well, let's 80s this shit up, everybody. You know, so I I, I get it. But like, yeah, I thought that was a, a really good point that he made where he's like, actually, I think we're doing a, a lot more uh, true Miller, Frank Miller like stories than uh, yeah. than you'd think. I'm like, yeah, that's a, that's a really, really good point. Also. Shout out to Mad Love, which is oh. uh, very, very good. God, Mad Love. I that <sighs> So that came out. uh <laughs> Two or three months before this, uh, I don't think I brought it to the to read pile, but I did read it. It's still really great. It's probably yeah. like my tenth or eleventh time reading that comic. I have it in not only I have it in like a couple of different formats. I actually bought the coloring book of it uh, a while ago to scan <laughs> oh, nice. in some pages and, and color some oh, stuff sweet. for the stream, maybe. Sweet, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. What, yeah, whenever whenever I read a, a Harley story that uh paul dini and or bruce tim have anything to do with i'm like oh yeah i get why she got so popular then like i get why people <laughs> yeah, yeah, love yeah. this character so much because like that's man did they set her and, and once they figured out like in my imagination the creation of harley quinn went something like they wanted a a henchman slash girlfriend for the joker for the animated series and they and they made it and they first wrote it and they probably didn't think too much of it at first. They thought that like, you know, right. oh, she'll just be like a side character. And then in my imagination, the way it went was that because this happens a lot in a collaborate collaborative medium, such as animation and comic books. My thinking is that once they got into like the vocal booth or something or maybe a storyboard artist, like there, there's some other thing that like made someone else be like. I think there's more to this character here. I think there's a right, lot more right, to this right. character and like that they didn't think at first. And so they're just like went, went with it and like as right. quick as they could striking while the iron was hot. And yeah, man, I got shit. So I should good. read bad love. I'm good. I'm going to load oh, up mad love and probably read it after the show. I, I, it's, I think. it's very, very good. There's uh man, all of it because I've read it so much and I've seen the episode, they like made an uh Batman, the anime series episode of it as well. Yeah. Because of that, it all feels classic to me. Like it, like I'm like, oh, this part is great. Oh, this part is. Great. It's like, it's like I don't know if I'm pulling like obscure parts of Mad Love when I'm when I talk about that stuff because I'm like, basically the whole book is like all bangers. It's just so good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone read Mad Love. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Speaking Sweet. of reading, yeah. Speaking of reading, yes. On the segue. <laughs> Fuck yes. Let's hit the two read pile. Jason. Nicholas. What'd you read this week? One of my favorite books of like probably the past like God, I want to say like almost 15 years. Like this always ranks really high and uh, I'm it does make me kind of sad, though, is is a uh, uh, nowhere man. Uh, volume oh, one. man. Yeah. 
um, was, because did I it, did I tell you to pick that up? Was that a no, recommendation? No, 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 no. It was uh, the the cover really grabbed me when I saw it at Sarge's, and yeah, it it. But I, I think I read it twice in a row when I first got it, and then I remember like I I think I like texted you or something like that. I'm like, yo, you ever fuck with Nowhere Man? And you were just like, oh shit, dude, yeah, no, Nowhere Man's great, and like you know, you kind of know I've, the guys I've, who did it, and like you're like you're like, oh, they're really you know all all this like stuff, and I'm like. Oh, it's just it's so good. And the only depressing part about it is that there's only one volume. I know, know? man. It's like primed to be like a long running thing. So give us a a quick synopsis on like what Nowhere Man is, because it's been a long time since I've read it. Science is the new rock and roll. So it's essentially uh, about these uh, uh, scientists who become like the Beatles, but with science and they, they revolutionize the world. And it's it gets into uh, the, the ethics of the kind of manipulation of it and like uh, the power of celebrity and just powerful people and like the kind of the, the choices you, you, you make and should, you know, should or shouldn't make. And it's sure. just, it, it's funny. And the art is mind blowingly good. I remember too, when I, when I first bought it, I look at this art and I start flipping through it and I try not to like in my own art and drawing, I try to just like, as much as I can just sort of like find myself, you know, like I know yeah. I have my influences yeah. and I know my influences will come out no matter what. But like, I look at this art and I go, I'm like, this is, this is exactly how I want to draw. <laughs> you know, I'm like, this is exactly how <laughs> I, feel I the wish same way. Uh, I could, I could, I could will myself. I, I wish I could just will myself to, to draw like this. Cause it's, it, it's, it's just so good. It has, it's that perfect mixture of, sort of like realistic anatomy and, and drafting and everything. And then also just uh cartooning, like actual yeah. cartooning and the Shout whole out book. The artist who, who, who drew it? Oh, uh, Nate Belgrade. Yeah. Nate Belgrade Dude, is he's so good. And, and the whole book too, like I think, I, and I've mentioned this to you before when we've talked about uh, nowhere men is that like everybody on it is just phenomenal and holy shit. In the chapter breaks, there are like full magazine spreads about these characters. So like not only yeah. does it like immerse you more in the world, I'm also thinking like that is so much more work. You yeah, just yeah. not only they put a lot of love into that into that trade. Yeah. Like you not only like were doing a comic book full color that is fucking a Herculean task on its own. But you decided to do essentially the equivalent of like a full magazine issue, like replete with fake ads and everything. And I'm like, and and it does really like help ground you into the whole sort of like crazy celebrity like nature, like of these characters. And it's and it and it it's also it's also still like a straight up superhero book, right? Like we've talked to you've talked about the nature of celebrity and stuff like that. But like these these characters have like they're basically like the fantastic four in a kind of a different direction in a different context kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a, yeah. That's a really good point. And, and, and it is, and it's just so God. Yeah. And obviously, you know, I'm, like I said, it's just one of my favorite uh, uh, books of like in, in a long, long time because it, it, yeah, it's, it's also, it, cause it's, again, it's, it's fun. It's a well done story. The art, blows my friggin' mind and yeah the, all all the like you said a labor of love and all the work that they do to really pull you into like you know you're just you're just trapped in the world without knowing that you're trapped 
you know, yeah. and, then the, and, and then the only depressing part is that there's, there's only there's one, only volume, one. But, yeah, but it is, but it is but worth, still it. worth it, picking up and checking oh, out. Uh, oh yeah. Completely. I, when that book came out, uh, there was a period of time where I was just like, everybody I met who was like, what comic should I read? What should I get into? I'm like, here, just check this out. Like this will hook you. And they'll be like, is there more? And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, but- I'm sorry. There is no more, but it's a very fun read and you'll, you'll have a yeah. good time with it. What you, what you reading? I had a week of manga, man. Like oh. I, I came to this to read pile and I was like, I don't think I actually read anything. And then I was like, Oh wait, I, I read like eight volumes of chainsaw man, <laughs> but which you already uh, recommended. Which, so yeah, but I already recommended it. So it's like, eh, do we talk about chainsaw man? But I also read, um, the second volume of, uh, Dan to Dan, have we talked about that before? I, I think you personally mentioned it to me, but I don't. Uh... It's a it's about um, these two kids. It's a manga, Shonen Jump. It's about these two kids who uh, are in high school. One's a big nerd, and one's kind of like a, a, a he's one's a dude. He's a big nerd, and he's uh, real into ghosts and supernatural things. And then the other one is a, like a kind of popular girl who's uh, into aliens and they get in an argument and they're like, look, aliens don't exist. Ghosts exist. And she's like, look, you're wrong. Aliens exist. Or, or maybe it's flip flopped. Is it flip flopped? Cause the girl wears alien earrings. I don't know. Anyway, it might be flip flopped. So anyway, Oh, the girl, the girl thinks the spirit world exists. The guy thinks the alien exists. I don't want to flip flop it because we're about to flip flop it again. I'm explaining this incredibly poorly. <laughs> Hold on. So they challenge each other to be like, okay, you go, you, you go to this haunted place. If you don't think ghosts exist, go to this haunted place. And, and then the guy's like, fine, you got to go to this like alien abduction spot. And she's like, fine. So she gets abducted by aliens. He gets haunted by ghosts because both things happen the ghost or the alien abduction awakens the girl's like spiritual abilities so she has kind of like this like mage hand if you ever play DD, mage hand is like when you can create like a ghost hand that can grip things that can also touch the spirit world and so that wakes up within her in her alien abduction helps her fight off the aliens and then the guy gets possessed by turbo granny who is a hundred kilometer per hour granny who like hangs out in this tunnel where these like girls were murdered. So from there, they kind of like are kind of like glued together in that he needs her help to kind of fix this turbo granny stuff. And then I assume the alien stuff will escalate. Also the whole book is horny. Jason, the whole book is real horned up when turbo granny takes over this kid. He's like, she took my dick. It's gone. What, what the hell? And, I, oh, man. and so the, they got to get it back. And then like she introduces uh, him to the to the. Uh, to her grandmother, who looks like she's 25 <laughs> and she's she's like a spiritual person. She's like, we're going to get that dick back. And then she's like, let me see that dick. And then and, and he's like, don't look at my dick. You know, like. It's, this, is, this is turning into the first conversation in Reservoir Dogs when they're talking about like a version. <laughs> it's Jason. It's so fucking good. 
the guy who who drew it uh, was an assistant on Chainsaw Man and started doing this, uh, spun it off. Nice. And uh, I actually enjoy this book a little more than Chainsaw Man, but um, there's only two volumes out. So it's like still pretty heckin' new if you want to jump into it. The yeah. second volume like literally just came out. Uh, I love it. It's absolutely up my alley with like cryptids and aliens and stuff like that. I get into all that kind of yeah. like supernatural stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, that sounds great. It has, it also has like a Japanese spin of like yokai and stuff like that. The art is fantastic. I think the art is smidge better than Chainsaw Man. Ooh. Um, yeah. Really, really great. Ooh. I do want to mention though how this, this does sort of like, you know how how you were like that you're like oh and it's incredibly horny oh and this this guy lost his dick and now they're on a journey to get <laughs> one of the first uh one of the first mangas i ever read like when i when i got into uh when when i realized that like oh this is a thing from japan that was like translated was uh, yeah. uh i'm i've never known how to properly pronounce this but it's uh ramna one half and uh, oh yeah I, that's when uh he turns into a girl but he's, if he gets wet, he turns back into a boy or something. Yeah. And no one knows that Ramna's like the, these are, they, everyone thinks these are two separate people. Oh, oh like yeah. That's and the joke, right? Yeah. And, and it right? gets, yeah, yeah. And it gets so nuts and so much more crazy. And I've actually, for a while, I've been wanting to at least digitally, like just uh, read them all. So I might, you know, I might hop on that. Cause I think that's a Viz There's thing. a lot of, now I think there's Viz a lot of like it. Shonen Jump stuff that I want to read. That's, that's kind of like this where it's like, I would love to read this. It is yeah, long. Yeah. And, but so I just it's so funny like I I only I had the first like three or four volumes there were these nice nice like rectangle books with like that with that really good paperback um spine you know so like the, yeah yeah and I just I reread those like so many times because the art was beautiful and the jokes were just yeah just solid perf- yeah solid. just even translated from Japanese jokes yeah, still work yeah because yeah. because there's just they're having fun with this like just ridiculous plot yeah. just this silly silly plot and they're just like yeah we're gonna we're gonna get crazier with it why not man spoilers for the second volume of of dan to dan so he gets his dick back but his balls are still missing and, <laughs> and the spirits take them and when they did that they put his testicles into like this like golden ball so it just looks like a gold ball and then this popular girl finds it, picks it up and is like, is like, I'm the hero of the story because I'm popular and pretty. And like, she's like telling herself that the entire time. And she's like, <laughs> this golden, this golden ball is part of my spiritual gift. And they're like, that is his testicle. Please give it back. You know, that sounds <laughs> Jason. Good. It's buck wild. You'll That's, love it. You'll oh love God. it. Yeah, that sounds that sounds so good. I'm going to have to eat. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to look at. I, I bet uh, Viz has like a a, a digital. There's a comic there's a Shonen Jump app. Thing. Yeah, there's yeah. an app out there that you yeah. can just like jump in. And I think you yeah, actually should, will I get jump. more of the story because I think more of it is available on the app first before it hits print in English. So you can read way ahead if yeah. you want.
Jason, where, where can people find you? Oh, wait, mm. before we do that, yeah. before we do that, I keep forgetting to be like, hey, share the podcast if you like it. Yeah. <laughs> Please do that. Thing. I, do I have to tell people to do that? I don't know that I need to tell people to do that. But how, how about this? I'll, I'll put a little spit on it. If you don't like the podcast, uh, share it still and make fun of us because, uh, you know, that'll be some good press. <laughs> No, no, I don't want to harbor this negative resentment. (laughs) Share if you hate the podcast, share it with your enemies because those guys are probably pretty cool. Yeah, that's that's a better way to spin it. You're much better at marketing than than, than I am. Much much better. Jason, where can where can people reach you? Uh, People can reach me uh, at King of Black Acid on Twitter. Uh, Also at uh, World's Second Finest uh, on Twitter. That's World World's the number two ND finest. Uh, you can you can you can find us there posting and retweeting and not so much me on the personal account, but you you get the gist. You can you can contact. Yeah, me. you know where I. You am. can find me at Nick Phil in most places. Uh, you can find all of my links to everywhere, YouTube, Discord, whatever, on uh, Linktree.com/slash Nick Phil. I feel like we're sitting here staring at each other. Oh, yeah. Thanks yeah, for was... thanks for listening. We're going to close it out. I yeah. thought you were going to say thanks for oh, listening. Yeah. I was waiting for you. Oh, man. We're, All right. We're... All right. Let's put this shit show behind <laughs> us. Uh... Rotten hell, Comics Code Authority. Rotten hell. Ah, people like 80s now, huh? All right. Well, let's 80s this shit up, everybody. The male gun dork. He he has a a cyclops like visor, right? That's yellow. And then he's got like kind of that half mask that cyclops has, but he's like disheveled. And then instead of hair coming out, he's got uh an American flag bandana, like yeah, do-rag yeah, thing, yeah. bandana. Yeah, and then he's got like stubble and a butt chin. <laughs> yeah, the chin, like, the chin fucking killed me, man. I love that so chin. It's a great chin. I posted I posted this in a Discord, right? You kept on texting me this too. People were like like a few times, I think. Yeah, yeah. I was texting you. I was texting you all these responses. So here's here's a little segment from around the web. This looks like Cyclops, but he gets in fights at outdoor concerts. Where was Scott Summers on January 6th? He cries listening to Lee Greenwood. He calls Bobby Drake Snowflake. (laughs) This Cyclops takes up two parking spaces with his very large pickup. This Cyclops calls it the Plandemic. <laughs> he moved. He moved the X Corp holdings into something called Freedom yeah. Coin. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. He would rather not admit Kitty Pride to the X Men, but refuses to say why. <laughs> that, that one's yeah. very good. Call Storm one of the yeah. good ones. Quote yeah, unquote. That- <laughs> Here's my favorite. Here's my favorite. Scott, this is a Scott Summers that hung a pair of truck nuts off the back of the Blackbird. Yep. yep. That, that very, was very good. That was very my fa- good. That was my favorite too because I'm such a, I'm such a natural fucking comic book nerd that when I, when I when I first saw that I was like I just immediately you know what my first thought was after that was like it was what? a two page 
spread of uh, Forge making truck nuts for the Blackbird. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the first jet propeller, like truck nuts for jets. Yeah, and they have some sort of like weird function that will like take down like whoever, you know, but I just like... I'm like, I'm like, my God, I'm like, I'm so Jason, what would the function be? The function is only teabagging ex villains. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah, man. Have we have like, listen, like, because Scott is still I'm I'm taking the idea that Scott's all oh right, right? I'm taking the idea that Scott's an all right douchebag, yeah. but he's still loyal to Professor X. So he knows that he can't kill these mutant villains. So he's just going to humiliate them by just dragging the Blackbird truck nuts over them. <laughs> <laughs> take that you know maybe that's how they'll fight the uh, celestials they'll be like all right god you fucking perverts stay away from this planet could you imagine could you imagine a jet flying at you i don't know how fast they go 500 miles an hour whatever and then you just get pegged on the forehead by truck nuts <laughs> 500 mile an hour just explodes your head this is a garth yeah. ennis book we've ri- we've written a garth ennis i was gonna murder. say this was this was a garth ennis's uh x-men treatment that he wrote uh to try to uh take over after grant morrison's new x-men run and the marvel editors were like no yeah, yeah. no there's no, no you're not you're not getting this. this book and he's like well fine i'll make my own and then he wrote the boys y- you know oh man we need we need uh Punisher truck nuts the Marvel universe. Oh, That's what God. we need I, I to think, do. I think whatever time it is in Ireland, I think he still lives in Ireland. Garth Ennis just woke up and uh, was like, I, "I, I feel like I need to write an X Men story." <laughs> just, just putting it out there. All right. All right. There. Let's but let's talk. Let's talk about the actual issue. All right, all right. So. Uh,